Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to, well, I guess not back to, welcome to the first episode of Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe cartoon show experience. We've already ruined continuity. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Chan? How dare you? <laughs> Where's that curtain? Let's pull it back down again. <laughs> uh, in any case, my name is Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Chan. And I'm Gina Ippolito. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about G.I. Joe, the cartoon series, starting with episode one of The Pyramid of Darkness, Ooh. which is very, very exciting. Episode one, The Further Adventures of G.I. Joe. <laughs> right, right. Episode one, The Further Adventures of G.I. Joe. That is a fact. There are more adventures. Yes. Before one. I, yes. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. They did no character introductions. This is true. If you didn't know who all these people were coming into <laughs> it, you are boned city. Whew. Now, I can tell you why this is the further adventures of G.I. We'll Joe. We'll get to that. How about we get to the characters who okay. are on the microphone right now? Oh, okay. What the heck? Because <laughs> speaking of no introductions necessary, <laughs> aren't our names enough, Chan? Here are some people who introductions are absolutely 100% necessary. <laughs> but for episode one of a brand new property, you yeah. think we should tell people who we are? I mean, I guess if G.I. Joe doesn't do it, why should we bother? Well, thank you. For continuity's sake. <laughs> We're at least as famous as G.I. Joe. At least. Thank you. They'll be making movies starring The Rock with us in no time. Yeah, they're uh, like uh, 12-inch dolls of us already yeah. in stores around the country. The Rock will be playing me. Oh, assuredly. Okay, yeah. yeah that oh, would yeah. make sense. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That would make sense. <laughs> the uh, multi- big multiracial guy yep. um, would uh, be playing you uh-huh. rather than, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I would a see you as more of a Scarlett single Johansson. racial girl. Yeah. Let's face it; it's uh, Steve Wilkos, the former uh, bouncer from Jerry Springer, who'll be playing me on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can, true. See, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Uh, in any case, my name is Ray, and uh, uh, we're doing the show here just because this is a love of GI Joe, the cartoon show. This is about joy. This is about uh, everything because GI Joe has meant a lot to me ever since I was a little kid. I watched every single episode of these every single day after school, and then they weren't popular, so they put them on before school, <laughs> where all the unpopular cartoon shows would go. Aww. Stoners, you mean? Stoners well, watch the show. Man, they didn't have stoners if, back then. Not, oh wait, did you say before school let out or before? No, school before in the school morning? in the morning, like at seven, seven a.m. Gotcha. And then yes, they had Transformers on at seven thirty, and Ninja yep. Turtles became the new thing, mm-hmm. airing at the coveted four p.m. slot. Sure. Um, and I've just collected all the toys, and uh, I, it's really, it's really an impactful part of my life, and it explains why I'm so messed up right now. Oh, it's uh, yeah, absolutely. This this is a show that will warp young minds. <laughs> 
my mom did not want me to have she's a straight up peacenik so she never wanted me to have guns uh-huh. she didn't want me to have like the teeny tiny guns and didn't want me watching the show she was a little bit lax on that i could kind of watch it mm-hmm. uh, it was it was not it was a little bit verboten and you had so, to watch it on the sly in the chan household yeah yeah, yeah. and so I, I carry a little bit of baggage with me but i still loved it now looking back on it <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah, I, I actually had never, I don't know if I had ever even seen an episode. I was a He-Man fan. Love the He-Man. Oh, okay. right, right. So anytime, uh, so my anytime my older brother would get uh, G.I. Joe figurines, he would trade them to his friend and for his <laughs> He-Man figures because he really, we really liked He-Man and his friend really liked G.I. Joe, so we nice. would just trade them. And the He-Man figures were like three times as big yeah, as the G.I. Joe. Yeah, so you we get a good deal worth it. Value proposition. We were getting yeah. a way better deal. We were getting a way better deal. <laughs> uh, actually, I, 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 Transformers was my jam. Oh. And so G.I. Joe was sort of ancillary. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much the thing. Also, looking back on Transformers, well, the thing about Transformers is they're not good, and that's right. fine. But also, they're giant <laughs> fucking robots, and this is purportedly yeah. a military organization, a military show that just yeah. it just does has no bearing on reality. It's one hundred percent what the eighties in America felt a military show should be. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. And and I remember being disappointed because I was a straight up GI Joe guy, number one, like mm-hmm. above Ninja Turtles, Transformers. Oh. Uh, all of the above. Like, G.I. Joe mm-hmm. was completely my jam. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the animated movies that came out back in 1987. Mm-hmm. And G.I. Okay. Joe was supposed to be the first one to come out. And that's the one uh, with Duke taking the Cobra to the face and Globulus and Burgess Meredith and right. Lieutenant uh, Falcon, played yeah. by Don Johnson. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. And uh, that was supposed to be the first one, but they had production delays. And so it was the third one. And because the My Little Pony movie bombed that year, <laughs> and then the Transformers movie didn't do very well, the cartoon movie... Still, creatively, I mean, the apex of 80s animation, Transformers the movie. Oh, incredible. Oh, yeah. But that should have been G.I. Joe the movie, except they screwed the pooch on it. And because the first two failed, they just said, we're not putting this one in theaters. And G.I. <laughs> Joe, that movie got relegated, cut up, and put onto television. It seems like G.I. Oh. Joe probably would have go- gone well, though. I would hope I so. I doubt it. Really? Well, not without I, Michael Bay and Again, giant <laughs> robots, there's a certain amount of license you can take with reality. That's true. But Sir, that same license was taken with G.I. Joe. I know. <laughs> I know. And that's why it doesn't work. But back then, people still liked uh, the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people probably oh, what people don't people love now. the military now. Wait, go, okay, I yeah, mean... Gina, just go out on the street and say I don't support the troops. Say it quietly, not even at your full volume, in the middle of the street, and you will be assaulted. I mean, first of all, this is Los Angeles, so I doubt it. Uh, even in Los Angeles, it's, <laughs> there's still plenty of uh, these colors don't run bumper stickers on pickup trucks, and uh, you know what? I don't want to alienate the. <laughs> What is probably 80% of the audience for this show? I'm not saying I don't support the troops. Thank you. Memorial Day. But I'm pretty sure that I'm looking at you. You, You're writing it on a piece of paper right now saying (laughs) I actually don't support the troops. I, Gina Ippolito, don't support the troops. I'm going to get that tattooed on my chest later. (laughs) Well, I just want for the record to know I do support the troops and I support our Joes (laughs) in all their forms. So you support the troops, both real and fictional. That is correct. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm down. Okay, so yeah. So talking about the further adventures of G.I. Joe, that's the name of the first. So this is a five-part Pyramid of Darkness 
series. That's bold. Opening with a five-parter is a is a you got to get strong. Yeah, yeah big story. Arc. And the reason why is because the uh, two previous years leading up to 1985's The Further Adventures of G.I. Joe Pyramid of Darkness, they did two five-part movie miniseries, one per year leading up to this as pilot tests to see oh. if people were into it. Oh. Huh. Yeah. And so the first one was called uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Of course. Right. And that's a five-part series where sure. they had the mass device. It's kind of known as like the really bad G.I. Joe oh, movie. Oh, no, that's the one with, with heavy the heavy water burns. and... Oh, shit. Wait yeah. a minute. Why, are we, why aren't we watching that instead? Because we're doing this. What? Oh, this is bullshit. We'll, we'll go back to it, Chan. We'll go back. It'll be a very uh, special uh, one night only live edition. Oh. Are you saying that we have to watch five fucking episodes <laughs> just to do one episode of this show? Yes. That is unacceptable. It'll be a two-hour megasode. Not going to Everyone will me. love it. Uh, the second one was The Revenge of Cobra, mm-hmm. which came out in 1984, and that was where they uh, Destro created the Weather Dominator. Oh, man. Oh. And predated oh, okay. Al Gore by about 15 years. I still use that as sort of a touchstone of the yes. 80s, like just calling something a weather dominator because that's uh, we're i mean we're going to cover this later on for the most part they had some pretty badass names oh yeah like a mass device that sounds like you could stir up some serious shit with it the weather dominator yeah that's great okay we'll get to and then water robots the pyramid of darkness pyramid of darkness that's That's freaking rad they all sound terrifying to me (laughs) if you're cobra in the naming department man good job getting your trade i feel like of all of those the weather dominator would be the one that i would want the most yeah it sounds like something Seems like that, the most useful you'd be you're like i don't feel like going to work today snow hold on snow i've got blizzard. a weather dominator <laughs> it's sad that that's that's the only thing you could think to do with it well, well i don't want to go to work today i'm gonna make it snow i have a i have a very limited <laughs> never mind social military purposes yeah. chan doesn't feel like going to social, work Social? what or, am i gonna cure racism with fucking or rain how, yes or how about uh, the drought problems in LA, you wow, selfish Chan. son of a bitch. And to c- top it all off, Chan, you work from home. <laughs> <laughs> he has every mm. every tap in his apartment is running right now for no reason. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I just want to keep yeah, it's a white noise generator so that you know the sound outside. There's a lot of poor people. Around really, you'd here. use the weather dominator as a as a white noise generator. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chan. I thought you were self- selfish before. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I know in my heart that I would not make a good Cobra Commander. And Fair. it's something that I've felt inside my heart. There's, just so, there's some dreams that I had to let die. Absolutely. <laughs> well, jumping into the episode, we open with G.I. Joe launching a missile into space. Right. Like, G.I. Joe, what are you talking about? That is a space shuttle. Well, it's a missile is, attached to a space that shuttle. That is a shuttle with the rocket boosters yes. that every space shuttle in the history of American space flight has used that is the configuration they've used why would you call it a missile we could also point out that the year after this is when the challenger exploded oh blame gi joe (laughs) Joe's fault i will go ahead and say that because what ends up happening is cobra's big plan is to throw a net over it dear right right because that just stops the rocket cold it doesn't just stop the rocket it keeps thrusting upwards (laughs) and just staying there under the net it doesn't turn it doesn't crash it doesn't explode it's it's the nets were thrown by a bunch (laughs) of hiss tanks which then dragged it laterally as it was still firing up in the air so far i see no problem physically with anything happening in this episode i my favorite part so far is how many weapons they have hidden in rocks Dude, there are the tanks underneath the ground. The rocks came up and the uh, the uh, sharks came out. Yeah. 
Um, it reminds me of that like hide a key in the Sky Mall magazine <laughs> and G.I. Joe just like called them and they were like, hi, can we get 400 of them? But can they be huge? <laughs> Super huge. That's I, how Sky Mall stayed in business. I, I, I kind of so. feel you that know, like the writer of G.I. Joe probably just had a Sky Mall catalog and just went this, this, this and I, this. I agree. G.I. Joe. I, agree. I feel like Sky Mall would have been run by Cobra. <laughs> It sure. very much seems oh, yeah. like a Cobra plan. Those pet steps are diabolical. They've got to make their money somehow. They're uh, like they're building all these yeah. you know, robots and and tanks. And so planes. does that mean this last year was when Cobra was truly defeated? They just because gave up. Sky Mall it, came, went out. Somebody of bought it. Oh. They're reopening Sky Mall. You know who bought so, it? Really? Extensive That's enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so my question, I guess, and besides the hidden rocks where everything, like the people just waiting here, waiting for the ambush to happen. So they got good intel at G.I. Joe. They knew Cobra was coming. I mean, I feel like if you're a G.I. Joe, you're going to you're gonna assume that at any point. If you're a G.I. Joe launching a shuttle into space, right. odds are good. What else has Cobra got to do? Yeah. And this, this is my question, shuttles. though. They are deep in the desert, right? But then all of a sudden the camera pans over and there's a sprawling city. <laughs> It's, I mean, oh. where's Cape Enterprise Canaveral? City? Where's Cape Canaveral? Is that uh, near, in Florida? I think, no, but is it near a city? I don't actually know if it's or if it's like out in the middle of BFE. Because uh, like, apparently the launch. I believe it's right are, next door to New York City, just like in the GI Joe universe. <laughs> These it, are all good questions. It's Enterprise City, for God's sake. <laughs> Enterprise City. It's, it's not like Gotham well, was, it was like based on anything. <laughs> it's just a friggin' city. Except the Twin Towers are in there. Are they owned by extensive enterprises? I they were probably just buildings that towers, looked like the Twin Towers. They looked a lot like the Twin Towers, I'm I just mean, saying. There are they are the Crimson Twins, so it would make sense that they would have yeah, the that's twin. True. I didn't even put that together. No, Chance, you, you nailed it. Oh god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> My question, why is G.I. Joe launching a rocket into space in the first place? Do they, they, they don't it was, really... It, was it to say go up to the... They're already on the space they, station Delta. But was it to fix something on the space station? Their enormous space station with, with, let's just jump right ahead here. G.I. <laughs> Joe has a space laser capable of destroying an entire military fort. <laughs> oh, by the way, that that made me... I, I wrote a note that says, when is this set... Because it's clearly the future in it's some future aspects. nineteen eighty five ish. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... they have uh, jetpacks and and guns that go pew pew. But yes. they don't have cell phones, right? No. Who would who could have conceived could not conceive that laser de- destroying space station? But sure. they never specify like the, the, like are we supposed to assume that the military just has all these crazy things that we don't know about? Yeah, yeah. Yes. we just gave them the power to do that. The American military has the power to just wipe out any any large installation that they feel like, and we just let that happen. Just That's like happen. Black Ops. Oh, now and it was now it, who seems anti-government? What I have always on, been Chan. anti-government. Now, to be fair, we can we can trust Duke and Scarlet, who seemingly are the only two people on the entire space station with this enormous God-loving power. Yeah, I mean, by the way, they they've definitely dabbled in sex while up there, right? Oh, sure. What, what else are they going to do? Also, so wait a minute. I just it just occurred to me. There's no zero G. Yeah, it's straight <laughs> up. They figured out anti gravity as well as everything else here. What I what I would tell you, Chan, is wait till later in the series. Oh Christ! Because that becomes a plot point later I don't on. Even want uh. Uh, so one of the things that I liked was when when Lady J she throws she throws the cobras into the water, mm-hmm. and her line is "Watch me change them from cobras <laughs> to." 
Water rats. Water rats. Yes. And she paused like she couldn't decide how she was going to end it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to say this because, granted, there are, I have on occasion said some negative things about this show. <laughs> um, what? Possibly every word out of my mouth <laughs> has been a negative thing about the I show. I took it as however, pure joy. However, <laughs> I will say that there were two really well done puns in this episode. Okay. Oh, wow. Wordplay. Do not granted, say water rats. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Water rats was terrible. Most of the what I remember of GI Joe was that most of their like catchphrases or whatever uh, uh-huh. wordplay were terrible. Just the fucking words. She didn't even but, go with another kind of water snake. Like no, a lamprey no, no. eel would have been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It, they were some lazy ass writers. <laughs> However, they one of them, Lady J, is one woman who hates to break a launch date. Great. Oh, great job. I, that awesome. is good. That is good. launching Strong. lunch. Great. And then the <laughs> other one, one for two. The other one was when shipwreck. They were you know fighting the the water base and all that like that. And they blow up and it goes man underboard. I'm like uh, ah yeah, that's kind of awesome. I did I did water. I did like that. That was uh, as far as I'm concerned. That was the high point of the series. And it's never <laughs> going to get any better than that. And I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be wrong on this one. Um, I'd like to bring up, uh, uh, this is just a thing we have to accept about the G.I. Joe universe, sure. just going into the show, uh-huh. is that every person speaking can hear every other person speaking, <laughs> regardless of distance or communication devices. Yes. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Just understand this, because there's moments where Destro is about to fly his plane in, <laughs> and then Flint's just like, he responds to him as if they're standing right next to each other. <laughs> Never mind, they'd be on different frequencies, and one's in a jet. Does not matter. They Everybody could, t- so just get over it now. This is the reason. Reality of the world in which we live. Look, I, I don't know see. how comms work in the military world, so I didn't f- see a problem with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. And, and the only other thing I'd say from the uh, the opening act, like this is just the opening, like three minutes of the episode. Yeah, this is, shit gets done in this show. Yeah, it's co- everything is a surprise to Cobra Commander. <laughs> In theory, this is a plan within a plan, as we learn later, that the whole thing was an elaborate ruse, yet he's still really pissed off when it doesn't work. He's just very, I would like to see someone slip him some necessary meds because he's so excitable and his heart probably can't handle that. That's his thing, man. That's how he keeps his troops. They need to slip him some quaaludes, though, and we need to see Mellow. I don't want to see Cobra Commander Mellow. (laughs) When he turns Mellow, he actually starts killing people. Isn't that just Serpentor? Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, Serpentor was never Mellow. Oh, okay. I don't. Serpentor was every uh, Roman emperor right. brought to life at and the same like Napoleon time. Napoleon and Hitler and like <laughs> every single one of them. Yeah, but not Hitler because that would be weird. I oh, was... did they not have Hitler? Uh, they did not. They picked a different. They picked a German baron or something for that. Oh. They did not oh. pick Hitler. Assume that it was. It had it been any country except like America, had it been Japan making this, it would have been Hitler. <laughs> Fair enough. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um. I was. You know what I was else I was going to say about Lady J. Mm. She's cl- she's like the Smurfette of this universe. So do they like they clearly uh, all want to bang her, right? No, there's also uh, there's Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, but she's she's MIA a lot of times. She's in space. She's MIA a sure, lot of sure. times. Well, so she I was pretty like... much Scarlet was the hero of the original couple of movies. Okay, like the first movie in particular that I remember, The Mass Device. It's basically the hero of every. Every scene is Scarlet. Oh, Whereas okay. in Pyramid of Darkness, we're going to move around to a couple of different stories happening at the same time. Imagine if Scarlet was in every single one of those stories. That would be the first G.I. Joe movie. But like, clearly all these dudes want to bang one of those two girls. Well, I will say this. Like, yes. In, in the, the Smurfs, Smurfette is the only female Smurf. In uh, Later in, on, there's a there's a kid. There's the cousins and all that bullshit. Smurf. Yeah. Uh, in, in Transformers, there was R.C. And then like that was it. Right. Clearly everybody wanted to bang her. In G.I. Joe, though, they're... Like, like top-notch military dudes. They're completely ripped, and they live in the world. 
I feel like they get plenty of. Do pussy. they live in the world? How how often do they leave this base? Because I'm picturing it like I'm picturing it like uh, Thundercats, where Chitara is there, and they're not like going to shopping malls. They had nowhere to uh, go though in Thundercats. Yeah, I mean, There's I a whole mean, world out there in GI Joe. Gundara. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe, maybe. I, w- I feel like they were like enough of an organization that if they couldn't get like away time, whatever you call that, with it, they would hire go- prostitutes to yes, come to them. They would just bring in GI. Um- this is getting really dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They would bring in. G.I. Hoes. Oh, oh geez, Jim. Yeah. Also, also uh, the Mexican version of G.I. Joe. Oh, <laughs> so, thanks for listening, like, everybody. Go. That was the first episode. <laughs> no, it's not done. Oh, That's a word joke. That's not racist. I'm just saying. Well, let, you know what? I'm going to pull this. J's with, I'm going to pull this back to my reality, and let's talk about water robots. Let's talk about water robots. <laughs> this is what I was bringing up earlier. They've got great names. They have these enormous sentinel-like robots yep. that are impervious to lasers uh-huh. and they're like like 90 feet tall they operate underwater just as well as above the water what do you call these monstrosities <laughs> they never show up again in the series never show up again are in all of G.I. Joe unstoppable beasts never. they call them water robots Should, do you think Aquabots would have been better Aquabots is fine yeah. um, no, Aqua Gargants there's, there's a ska band that's basically they're the Aquabats uh, gross you could have called you could have called them Sea Titans. I also noticed yeah. the the similarities to you could have the called Sentinels. Them Krakens. Yeah. Oh, Krakens would have been good. Uh, uh, well, they're made of water. They're, they're giant robots inflated with water, right, and they're right. still they're basically bad as fuck. they're basically water beds. Yes, giant, uh, super strong, <laughs> with impervious arms. to that can grab your entire vehicle and fling you across the ocean. Yeah, G- and I- also and also clearly think because at some point that one ro- water robot was like, I gotta get, I gotta fix this, and then he was like, I'll suck them in and then shoot them out, and they <laughs> like he he's he, he's not just following basic commands. Here. No, there's there's he's an improvising. AI, that was a little he strange to me too because he he. he he uses his, his face to suck up all the water around the water, mm-hmm. and he sucks up three G.I. Joes in their shark tanks, mm-hmm. and rather than just take them prisoner, go inside, torture them, get information, what have you, mm-hmm. he just shoots them out. Just, but oh, it, we it, got them, go. They blew up. That's what happened. They shot theory. him out, and then they you know ran into the... That, he shot him so hard that they, you know... Uh, the sharks exploded. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so it did exactly what it was supposed to do. I, I don't even understand how you could have these enormous, unstoppable creatures and then just call them underwater weirdos. <laughs> and how about you just <laughs> relegate them to just that purpose? You could have used them to actually just grab the shuttle and take it with you if that's what you wanted. Yeah. yeah they that, were giant that's robots. what I was wondering. As soon as they popped up from the water, I said, why have you not been using these to fight this entire time? <laughs> it's not part of Cobra's plan. <laughs> I it's time for trivia, everybody. I got oh, a little trivia right. question here. We're talking about the sharks, the G.I. Joe uh, vehicles. At first, they come out and they shoot up in the air and they're shooting all the planes out of the sky. And I thought to myself, why would they use the water vehicles? And then I remembered, oh, that's because they're going to the water later in the episode and they need to use the same vehicles. Mm. My question to both of you, and I don't know that you're going to be able to come up with this because oh, I couldn't have. Are you going to shark? Oh. What does shark stand for? And I'll tell you, yeah. it's S-H-A-R-C. Oh, shark! A amphibious. Uh, no. What? No. Aqu- I'm done. I got aqua. nothing. Is it aqua? I don't know what it is the not. Fuck. All right. What I'm about? Just... Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna figure this out. It's a shark. S H A R C. I looked it up before we started. Uh, sentient. Nope. They're definitely not sentient. I mean, I was just assuming they they eventually evolved into <laughs> the Battlestar Galactica. 
Well, that just makes sense uh, now that I think about the, the, it. Oh, does the C Cylon stand for Cylon? Shoot. Let me check. No. Uh, you're going you're gonna to get so mad when you find out what the C stands for. So it's Shark. S-H-A-R-C stands for Submersible, right? High Speed, All right. okay. Attack, uh-huh. and Reconnaissance. I was... The C uh, is Connaissance. I was going to say Reconnaissance, but you just... <laughs> Blew my mind with so the, they they put two words and made it one that is correct and they did high speed was it re dash connaissance just reconnaissance what? they had to get there was no k word that they could fit so they just they improvised the c oh so from the people who brought you water robots brought you <laughs> sharks I mean at least they tried to think to, tried to think of it no no they didn't they, mean, they did they, not they, put an ounce of effort of, into this that is, this is what I this is what I imagine the G.I. Joe writer's room to look like it's a bunch of stoned 20 year old dudes <laughs> and then they go like oh oh I got a great idea it's gonna be submersible uh uh, someone help me out here. And then another guy chimes in. And they're like, "Man, I don't know. Just think of something for that. La- those last two. <laughs> just, just like, just, just put like it in with, there. The, with the water rats thing. I feel like they said that. Just like with the water rats thing. I feel like they said, "Oh, we're gonna change you from cobras into. Hey guys, what's something that lives in the water? I don't know. Water rats. Oh, good. <laughs> Done. Who wants lunch? Let's order some lunch. I feel like, yeah, the catering uh, <laughs> around that writer's table must have been amazing. Right, right. At, at this point, uh, Destro is now flying away. He escapes inside uh, the the Twin Towers of Extensive yeah. Enterprises. Yeah. Where that was he, slick. He gets, that was awesome. Yeah. He gets yeah. out of his plane yep. and then meets up with a now changed of costume Cobra Commander and Crimson Twins mm-hmm. who were just, last we saw, in the water base. My question is, how much time has elapsed? Wait, oh. <laughs> because Destro left the battle flew around for maybe a couple of minutes, flew into the building, and meets up with the guys who just ran from the battle, went into the water, we were do, pulled down by water robots. We do know that they have an extensive subway system yes, that exists underneath the normal subway system. Uh-huh. Surely that goes directly to extensive enterprises, pop right up uh, yeah. on that high-speed they just, elevator. They must have motored. But I'm also assuming all their clothes are breakaway, and they have several layers that of uniforms underneath. Yep. Yep. Actually, I would disagree with that, because I feel like uh, in that universe, everybody only gets to wear one outfit. That's true, and true. they are skin tight can we skip ahead to the part where a dude wearing a vest and nothing else is in space what's wrong with that what's wrong with the fact that everybody on the space station including the people flying the space shuttle don't wear spacesuits at all they just wear their no- they were wearing one dude is wearing forest camouflage they were clearly to go based, into space clearly based on the village people <laughs> The G- yes. All of G.I. Joe. I mean, Joe. you have the biker, you have the military <laughs> Eventually, we had Spirit, the Native yeah, American. I mean, yeah. they There's they a construction just, worker, the bridge layer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's who they send into space. They said, get me the evil village people. Also, <laughs> let's send a dog up. Because why not? Send, you can't send Mutt without Junkyard. Don't be <laughs> weird. <laughs> why would you send Mutt at all? <laughs> Mutt when, has skills does, that are important to this mission. Does, can <laughs> Mutt pilot an interstellar vehicle? We've learned, or yes. An interorbital vehicle. Yes, he can do it. He can do it with extra cargo so that I, the weight is messed listen, up. Listen, the animals are my favorite parts of this. <laughs> I actually wrote down the parrot is the sassiest of them all <laughs> because he has some good one-liners. And by good, I mean good for a parrot. <laughs> yeah, as parrots go, he's they probably had a, a, a writer in a parrot writer in the room. Now, one thing about this crew that we bring up is the, there's four guys going up into space, okay? Yeah. You've got... 
Mutt, yeah. Breaker, Dusty, and random fourth guy who has no code name at all. Oh, but uh, he's, he's excited to be there. Guess which one is Zartan? Yeah, that, I had also <laughs> written that down. Oh. Like, hey, maybe the dude that doesn't have anything is a spy. Is, is everybody else the one untrusted Joe? Is Dusty the one who has the southern accent that's yes. just really excited to be there? He's super happy to be part of. He's a guy who fights in desert, still wears the flap over his ears, and he and has mud on his face or something. Yes. Well, he's wearing camouflage so the aliens can't see him. <laughs> because he could hide in the forest in space. That's right. The space forest <laughs> that obviously exists. I mean, if you're going to bring a dog, really, the face paints the part. I mean, maybe he's a juggalo. We don't know. <laughs> it's possible. He's a proto-juggalo. He's a proto-juggalo from 1985. Fair enough. Uh, are, we, are, we, are we to the fatal fluffies yet? Uh, so, so how do they, first of all, we, we skipped over the, we did talk about the village people a little bit. <laughs> yes. But I, I want to know what the recruitment was like for these guys. I think they just find they them. they clearly have no space knowledge. Maybe it's a Craigslist ad. Well, I mean, That's, yeah. do you have a unique costume and can fight a little bit? Come join the Joes. It sounds like a sketch comedy. I presume that all Joes are trained. They have their specialty before they even get called up. Uh-huh. And then it's like, by the way, also learn how to pilot amphibious vehicles. Also learn how to pilot space vehicles. Uh-huh. Also learn how to, um, good Lord, I don't even know what sort of things we uh, have coming up. Space shuttles. Know how to pilot a space shuttle. Know yeah. how to pilot, um, you know, gliders yeah. and airplanes and sharks uh-huh. and road vehicles. The, the, but they take they take drop-ins too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like they right. take walk-ons all right. the time at GI Joe. We've learned it time and time again. Yeah, or if we you, will learn if you're yeah if you're nearby. They'll take you in. They, <laughs> like, they, are you good at fighting cobras? Awesome. Welcome right. aboard. You see how you can handle yourself. We trust you now. <laughs> they all have to have the exact same body type. Yes, and height. Wait, wait, wait. This makes so much more sense now, and I'm totally willing to let them off the hook, because if they just take any old dude that knows how to fight a cobra, I mean, it could well be that the Zartan fellow, his thing is that he has no thing. He's like a Dadaist G.I. Joe, and they're just like, <laughs> or, or he's like generic dude. No like, specialties. Dude, that's your thing. You're, we're going to call you generic. We're going to call you like White Can or whatever like that. It's, Wait, it's like, does he not like, can he not change his face? He can change his face. He, he wears did masks. Change his face. Oh, he oh, wears a lot of masks. Mask. But, yeah, it, you don't, you but don't remember, see it later. but remember when he touches the window? Yes, yes. What the hell happened Do to you his re- hand? Okay. You never had a Zartan toy. No, yes. I didn't. Uh, Zartan was a toy. Uh, was an action figure. When you dipped him in cold water, turned blue. It came out of the water. It's like those mugs where you know, like the change colors. So cold makes him blue. Let me take it one step further. The ones I remember were Zartan. If you put him in direct sunlight, because that's what that happens to the character. Oh, okay. In direct sunlight or heat I think is what it really is mm-hmm. uh, he turns blue because he's like allergic to the sun which is why when he puts his hand on the window and oh. the sun's there and he, he starts turning blue he's like ah no no bad that no. seems like a Hurty. horrible weakness to have in it's a, not good in a, in a master of in disguise but it's fantastic if you're an action figure and if you're a fucking <laughs> eight year old kid he, that eight year old kid would be all over that shit I oh, because I was thinking like oh he's got sweet skills that he can like turn into whatever he's he's around or something yeah. well, he but... basically he's a big time master of disguise who mm-hmm. wears the masks and he mm-hmm. can impersonate anybody and it, despite the fact his voice is always echoey he can impersonate <laughs> everyone perfectly all the time uh-huh. I mean you remember Jonathan Price from the G.I. Joe movies of course uh, have you seen the G.I. Joe movies? I, I've seen the first one yeah at the end there when he uh, I, I believe gets I the president. blocked he's the president. it out of my oh right 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 yeah. That's he's the so he's and, now, the, he's... and now the king of sparrows is Zartan just so you know just for the record oh yeah. 
right. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, let's just let's let's just get right to it. This is the highlight of the entire episode. Better than water. It was robots. my my favorite. The fatal flow. Okay, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Um, the card that came with them. Uh, I don't know if either of you noticed this, but when they're oh, when, I noticed when Mutt was reading the card, he said that like um, enjoy their like split personalities or whatever. Or that's what it says on the card. Yes. But what he said, what he said with his mouth moving, is that uh, enjoy their deadly secret. Yep. Oh. They fucked up the animation and like it, at some point. They, I don't like, think so. It or whatever. I don't think GI Joe makes mistakes, Chan. Let uh, me just say right now, I think that he read that and he suddenly knew what was up. I wrote down here, Mutt must. That's why I had to look him up because mm-hmm. I was like, which fucking guy was this guy? Mutt probably has a degree in English. Yep. Because he was able to uh, parse the meaning of the card and just be able to say. <laughs> Deadly secret. Deadly secret. I'm saying that this guy is a, probably a literature scholar. He's a prodigy. On top of being a dog handler and a fucking space shuttle pilot. <laughs> oh. Mutt is clearly the Joe. He's the top Joe. Nobody. Well, when when it said split personalities, I thought like, oh, they're going to split, split in half like and tribbles. multiply right. until, oh. until there's way too many on the... Uh, please, this is not a derivative show. Thank you. They don't well, steal ideas from other places. Well, first Stop of all, you. first of all, there is a whole plot line in the, I believe it's the either the first or second Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars game for Xbox. Awesome. Where you have a an adorable little creature but the guy, the handler says, like, be careful because if they get out, they breed like rabbits. And at some point, your whole Ebon Hawk, that's your, your, uh, what you're piloting through this universe, there are so many of them that they're basically like becoming a danger. So I was thinking, like, <laughs> oh, this is like, this is actually pretty cool. There's going to be so many of them and they're going to be adorable. So they won't want to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled this bait and switch that made my yep. heart hurt. <laughs> and then Zartan blew the whistle. I hated it so much because they were so cute and, and affectionate. They That's, clearly wanted here, to be pet. Here's my question. That's they they first come out of the hatch and Scarlet immediately is, oh my gosh, they're so cute. Which I would have done. Has she Just, never seen what, Prometheus? Has, like... <laughs> I don't care how cute it is. You don't let the alien get that close to your face. I, I would. I would snuggle the crap out of that thing. And then when it turned, I'd be like, yo, what's, why? The betrayal is real in your voice. Uh, does a, a, are there any scientists who just like, holy shit, we have discovered an entirely new species or indeed anyone who, anybody who could look at the thing and go, that doesn't exist in reality on the planet Earth. What the fuck is going on? You don't just pick things up and hug them because they're adorable. I would. If they if they have no connection to any animal you've but, ever seen in your entire life. I would say, oh my gosh, this is cute. There's no way, if I if I, if I I pet this thing enough, there's no way it will kill me. There's no way. The word fatal is right in the name of the creature. I wouldn't care. Fatally <laughs> so adorable. Fatally <laughs> adorable. And then when they became huge, they weren't even like cute versions of their tiny selves. No. They reminded me of in Bill and Ted's bogus journey when <laughs> Station is two adorable <laughs> little stations and then at the end, he turns into one gross big station. No, Zartan blows the whistles and they and they grow to become these monstrosities, these fire, minotaur-like creatures. Fire-breathing fire minotaurs with laser pistols. This is my pistols. question. Did they mutate the laser pistols and whips in ah, addition? Like ah. those, Where did those come from? They just appear. I mean, obviously they were stashed away in that little pod. Were they? So they came busting out. I'd like to <laughs> believe they just grow them out of their sides and just pull them out. That, I mean, why not, Chan? Is I, that fucking crazy? My concern simply is that a minotaur 
that is also cyborg and also yes. fire breathing and has the and laser his- pistols is really gilding the lily. <laughs> like you, you could stop at any one of those things. Fire breathing cute things, awesome. Or cyborg cute things, cool. Or, or, or you know, a minotaur, great. Why must we put all of these things into one Be- thing? Because lasers, Chan. Fair point. Because we need lasers. I can see the point. I want to know, like, why the one that she was petting didn't have any sense of loyalty. That he wasn't like. You are really worked hey, up about these poor fatal flies. I want things that are cute to stay cute. Um, my, it took it took three years for my cat to warm up to me. I feel like I feel like those those animals are just playing playing along, and then oh, they're scared as so you as they are. Them, you don't think that in their in their childlike state. In their baby-like state, they actually are. In their are. state, I think I think they're actually sweet in that state. Uh huh. And then they become teenagers. This is really a metaphor for adolescence and parenting. Wow. Uh, just a a, a quick uh, jump back to uh, the subterranean uh, sub thing. The, sure. The well, that's where we're going. That's oh, where right. we're going oh, next, right, right here, because right. that's essentially the Joes get captured up on the ship, mm-hmm. which now takes us to. The subway, where Shipwreck and Snake Eyes have basically discovered the underwater subway tunnels. Can we go ahead and list off all the G.I. Joes and rank them in order uh, from worst to best of Joes you would send in for spy missions that require disguises? <laughs> spy because missions I feel like disguises, okay. Dude with a parrot, probably off the list, right mm-hmm, off the bat. Mm-hmm. Let's like talkative, not talkative dude out. with the parrot uh, and identifiable tattoos <laughs> on, his, tattoos. on his forearm. A uh, dude with a timber wolf, and a not ma- the sort of thing that you and run mask. across. I'm not even to the mask. <laughs> a timber wolf, not a dog, an enormous animal yes. that, again, like you don't see outside of the deep wilderness or a zoo. But for and the record. Then he is a mute guy with a huge mask that never gets taken off. Right. Uh, we're not even to the episode where he puts on a wig. Here, I was I was gonna say they're, they they are always the ones who are the masters of disguise. That, why is why? I mean, I get that. Like this is hilarious. Kids are going <laughs> to love this. That he's always in. He's always like alias. He's got a wig on. He's got. They're a, infiltrating a, Cobra, where people dress crazy all the time. It's no. not exactly abnormal for a guy to have. Remember Croc Master? There was a guy, a Cobra guy, who was a crocodile trainer who came with a giant crocodile. <laughs> I would just like, I, I want to know when they made the decision to also, because later on in an episode, they will also disguise the parrot and the wolf. In this one, they, le- they left them normal. But I want to know at what point someone, the, one of the writers said, oh my God, the animals should get in on this action. Someone's like, get him a teeny Cobra helmet. <laughs> To be fair, I'm glad they didn't put a teeny cobra helmet on uh, Polly, because that may have been too much. No, no, no. No. See, there's a point that I find unacceptable. This is logic (laughs) that is breaking the bounds of reality. I do not approve. Then there's a point where we just tip over the edge, (laughs) and you're in crazy town, and I'm on board again. Like, absolutely, the wolf should have, uh, like, a Cobra Commander hood on him, because... And a vest. I, I want to see him in a vest. Oh, I like the vest <laughs> idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, so they get on the sub. They, they, kill, they kill two guys, right? Like, what, what do they do with the bodies? No, I think they, they don't kill They don't kill men. anybody, I know. Them. But it's, all of a sudden, there's two They're, bodies behind that will be talking as soon as they wake no, up. No, they, they did the classic... I'm imagining they did the classic, tied them up in their underwear in a closet mm-hmm. with duct tape over mm-hmm. their mouth. You know what? 
Now it makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't make sense before. Now I get it. Yeah. So if you look at all of those pouches on Snake Eyes' <laughs> belt, one of them is duct tape. To your point, though, about the wrong people to send in on the espionage uh, undercover mission, they send Shipwreck on the subway, and he immediately starts talking to <laughs> everyone. Because. Yeah. Well, because people don't like a what do you subway call philosopher. Subway Nobody <laughs> likes no, a subway philosopher. That's true. I always look away when anyone, ever, anyone on the subway tries to talk to me. That so. was actually one of the cool bits. It's I like, liked it. oh, that shit, that's straight from reality. I'd like to believe, though, in Shipwreck's mind, he just did it and then tried to justify it after the fact. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Of course I was talking with everybody on this spy mission. That's because now nobody wants to talk to me or, anymore. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, I know. That's uh, that was my plan all along to not make friends. By I'm the way, I hope every soldier on that train is horribly punished. <laughs> <laughs> because basically someone's gonna be like hey so you guys didn't you guys don't remember that dossier we gave you about how two of the soldiers like one has a giant wolf and the other one has a parrot but uh, this is to my point i think they see animals in there all the time i don't think it's even a big deal <laughs> it's but, like bring your weird pet to work week at cobra fair enough that that makes sense to that, me yeah i guess that oh, does make sense oh, two cars over is a guy with an eight foot crocodile <laughs> i'm glad we got in the parrot bo- in the parrot booth you know i want to know also so once they get to the end of the line and they have to they have to stand in line and they have this whole system where you recite a line and it authenticates your voice yes yep. it's got all the voices of all of cobra mm-hmm. right and then so dum-dum is like oh all we gotta do is say this sentence sure no problem and then he goes up and he says it once it clearly isn't working mm-hmm. and so he clears his voice and says in an even louder more obnoxious well, voice that's no, no, america no. <laughs> no 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 he thought he thought it was just the it password. was just the word he didn't see the thing oh, behind right the right but uh, you although know, uh i feel like he should have figured it out also snake eyes if Shipwreck had made it past the giant robot, what happens to oh, the dude with the wolf? That's true. We just He's assume fucked. you're you coming along. Now, my thing about that was with Cobra's got a seven foot sentient robot and yep. uses it to work the I'm door. Sorry, did you say they're... robot or did you say Dalek? Oh. Because that was yes, a fucking Dalek. That was a Dalek. But also, their robot budget must be insane. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In this 22 minute episode alone, we had two water robots and one mm-hmm. guard robot, mm-hmm. all of whom are very advanced. I'm surprised that they even need that workforce to build the control cubes. Why not just use robots? So much cheaper. And like fewer security issues. Especially when you're just using them to bounce. (laughs) That's it. But we're jumping ahead a sec here because there is one scene before our big, big climactic finale of the password. Joe Code Delta. And that's, uh, yes, all of a sudden the Joes are there on this at Joe headquarters Uh and Flint is there. And then Zartan jumps on up and says, uh, hey, Joes, I'm going to blow up your base. Now, there's one thing I don't know if you guys noticed uh, as far as the animation goes is that all the Joes are there in the scene. So you've got Gung Ho and Roadblock and Rakondo. And who else is there? Quick Kick. Oh, seriously? Quick Kick is in the scene at Joe headquarters at oh, the opening, despite oh, the fact no, he has no. not been introduced we meet to the G.I. Joe team yet. In episode four of this series. <laughs> of this series. Somehow they decided to just animate him in Hold on. to that scene. Stop talking. Are you sure it was Quick Kick? Oh, because if racist. it wasn't Quick Kick, you are a goddamn racist. You're racist. <laughs> All Chinamen look alike. Way <laughs> to go, Even Ray. cartoon ones. <laughs> All Chinamen who wear red sashes with no shirts, no shoes, and black karate pants and a headband. To be fair. Look the same to me. Every time I go to a family reunion, (laughs) at least half of the people, (laughs) some of them well into their 60s, 70s, and 80s, 
where the shurikens <laughs> and just the little the suspenders, the sh- shuriken suspenders. That's what they are, right? Well, this is just a question I have to ask, though, is because Quick Kick has not been introduced to the Joe team yet. Yet mm-hmm. he's at headquarters as it gets blown up. My question is, who was that man? I'm gonna go with what. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like. There was someone whose name probably wasn't Quick Kick, but whose specialty was uh, being shirtless and throwing shuriken stars. And so when he died, there was this emotional hole that was left in the Joes. So somebody, any old guy who was wearing (laughs) shuriken suspenders and can kick uh, Cobra in the face comes along. They'll probably be like, they'll jump right in. It's like, man, I feel like I've known you my entire life. Join us. I feel like in the world of the craziness of G.I. Joe, the more plausible explanation is... That everyone in that room who was part of the explosion got short-term memory loss, and he was the most recent addition. And so then he woke up somewhere and had no idea like who he was or where he was, so he wandered for a little while. I better go make some commercials. And then... And then he he something in him when he saw these these soldiers on that glacier several episodes from now said I feel like I'm I can do this I feel like I can I should protect these men no one remembers him he doesn't remember he's got a clean slate he's like Wolverine waking up after his memory's been wiped I was actually going to go with Chan's original because my original thought was something very dark it's that that character was killed in the incident and then later it's like hey we have an opening for a karate guy who looks just like you <laughs> random happens. we won't have to reprint your badge photo just go with it <laughs> how do you like the name quick kick I'm sure you came up with that yourself <laughs> But now, but now, Gene, I, I think I like your answer better, is that he got amnesia. Everyone got amnesia. That seems like he, a very G.I. Joe thing. He ends up in Antarctica shooting commercials. Mm-hmm. If, actually, if memory serves, pun not intended, I feel like amnesia was a constant thing in G.I. Joe. People I'm just get saying. knocked on the head and forget. I have a shit. feeling we're going to be doing that run a few times. Okay. Yeah. Or this can be like a Matrix-esque universe, and there's only so many copies of each character right. and eventually in the finale they were going to reveal that it was the matrix all the gi joes wake up still have their knowledge and, <laughs> and then go on ass. to fight the robots <laughs> my um, one more question about this scene before we, we go to the finale is uh cobra commander showing the plan on the big um tony stark board that uh-huh. just he makes appear uh-huh. in front of him and he says these cubes have to be placed in precise locations and then zoom up to space station delta mm. is it weird those cubes are literally off the earth <laughs> in the demo I did not know, I did not realize that we put them underwater we put them in you know all these exciting places and yet in the actual like workable demo they're all like in space it was probably like there was probably some sort of pinpoint location but since it would be too small to really show on the map he decided to blow it up just basically a pyramid of darknessing for dummies right exactly I mean, geometry tells us that if you have a sphere and you put a pyramid over the top of it those points must be off of the sphere otherwise it doesn't function and when we see them later the beams do shoot straight up out of the cube it's yes, not they like do. they go at know, an angle a, yeah so even mm. even if they're at the equator they would have to shoot at a wildly acute angle to be uh, to meet above the north pole so that's just science right there that's that's not even science that's math Nice. That is indisputable math. Well, math. Um, just why are we show? unless the space station is <laughs> so huge? <laughs> nope, nope. Still that not. No matter where the the points of the cubes shoot from, <laughs> even if they shoot nope. straight up, they're nope. always going to hit one part no. of the space station. Because if they're sh- in the southern hemisphere and they're <laughs> shooting straight up, they're going to be shooting down with respect to the sphere that is the Earth. 
So let's no. get. Can we get someone on the phone from GI Joe to answer this for us? I need someone from NASA. I, I believe they're right at now. lunch. They'll be at lunch for like six hours. Oh, guys, I got Buzz Aldrin right here on the line. I could just he buzzed in. Uh, oh. uh, so anyway, so that's my thoughts on that. So go, GI Joe headquarters is now in ruins. It's been destroyed, and Flint just says. We're going to build a new one. Yeah, might keep as fighting well. Cobra. Mm-hmm. We, we have an unlimited budget now for this. Now that they know where we live, let's keep building it. They, they build it in the same spot. Well, it doesn't get destroyed in one of the mu- movies, too. Like, I'm under the sure. impression that this happens a lot. I but. believe Joe Headquarters gets destroyed about as often as The Simpsons House. Yeah. I mean, which, again, where is this money coming from? Taxpayers? You know where it's coming from? <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> Taking money out of our pockets. Just to build, keep building their top secret headquarters. Got to fund G.I. Joe people. And you know what? I'm glad to do it. Because I support our troops. <laughs> so we're jumping back to the subway now. This is the very end of the episode. Shipwreck, as we have already established, has said the wrong word. And in true American fashion, just said it louder the yeah. second time. Yep. You don't understand me? All right. At which point, intruder, intruder. Must exterminate. be exterminated. Exterminate. <laughs> Love it. And so this is the most amazing trap. And I'm just glad that they were the last people in line because there'd be a lot of, a lot of unintended consequences. Yeah. yeah, a lot of backup. <laughs> a lot of collateral damage happening just because the spikes come out of the ground through the hallway. Out of the concrete. Uh-huh, out of the concrete. Uh-huh. Concrete buckles up. Both walls suddenly grow spikes mm-hmm. and start pushing yeah. in on them yep, yep. like it's the trash compactor in the Death Star. I feel like this is a trap you can use only once yeah. and then your floor sure. and your walls are destroyed. You gotta mm-hmm. clean afterwards. And you, have to, you have to reset everything and rebuild everything. It's probably wildly expensive just like all their robots. I feel like they stole this from D&D. Assuredly. Like this is straight up Dungeons and Dragons well, action there. Like, you'd think that'd be enough of a trap. Oh no. That's not how Cobra works. They have a certain panache. So there's uh, buzz saws going through the floors, yep. the concrete steel floors. I mean, you have to have buzz saws. I mean, it's really point. not intimidating until you have rampaging buzz saws yeah. coming through the floor at them. Yeah, it's like it's like the mafia who you know like want to make a show of things. They're going to kill you, and like everybody's going to know about it. Right, right. They're going to make sure that you know if you cross them, you will go you will go down hard. And this is our cliffhanger, right? This is it. Mm-hmm. So, That's the end of the episode. So I have one more one more thing that I noticed, which was even if so, even after this, assuming this pyramid plan succeeds. Oh, and it will. <laughs> What is their long-term plan here? Because then what? You're just like because he says something like, "Oh, then then we'll rule. Then Cobra will rule forever." And it's like, so you're gonna have to place men on those cubes 24 hours a day to guard them to make sure. Also, you have no electricity, so that is correct. So yeah. so what's the overall plan here? Just aha, no one's gonna have electricity. We'll guard those cubes for the rest of our lives well, to make sure they I, don't have electricity. I feel like if we removed Cobra Commander's hood, we would find he has an Amish beard. <laughs> In fact, Cobra is a front for the Mennonites. It all, it, that would make the most sense. A ruthless Amish terrorist organization <laughs> determined to rule the world. Uh, I love that plan. And I'm excited <laughs> to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think everybody's going to raise a barn and mm-hmm. be salt mm-hmm. of the earth and mm-hmm. wear brown. Mm-hmm. And I think it you know, will be a little simpler. Those are the people Cobra will be ruling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> Unless you live in South America or Australia. <laughs> because I feel like those people would be the real rulers of the world. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they would be able to ma- manufacture everything. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, there'd not be a whole lot to manufacture if you don't have electricity. Well, and, and, and you can't transport hose. it, I guess, because tr- didn't we? Yeah. Did, like, then trucks uh, won't work. Uh, hello. There was a thing before uh, uh, ships that went. 
there was before electricity, ships were powered. Oh, Jesus. No, nope. no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're trying. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Really, we'll get I to think it. with the South American and South Southern Hemisphere setup, I just want to see the Joes set up a base at the Shire. <laughs> because that seems in the world of plausibility now. Sure. Just uh-huh. set one up at a Bilbo's house. Yeah. Damn. What's the problem? He, he, he takes kindly to all guests. Hold on. Did they ever figure out, like, if, if it was legitimately a pyramid of darkness yes and it actually darkens the sky it actually darkens the that sky. is going to cause havoc with photosynthesis which means it's gonna be a lot harder to feed all of the northern hemisphere and much of the southern hemisphere i'm assuming the northern hemisphere will just die just like a like a nuclear winter is as, basically what's yeah happening. as many people that can go to the southern hemisphere will probably the rich people sure who can afford to take their boat rides over there hey, they're already going down uh you know rio de janeiro and partying it up up when I just make it permanent. Guys, I got a wacky suggestion. It's almost as if Cobra Commander didn't think this thing through. (laughs) It's almost as if he said, you know, this is a good idea in theory. Let's just do it and see what happens. It's almost as if the writer's room said, oh shit, there are petty fours over catering. Let's go. (laughs) It makes it real dark. It's a pyramid. Go. It's spooky. (laughs) What are kids afraid of? Darkness? Cool. (laughs) Oh, man, maybe that's how they're going to do it is that they're going to they're going to uh, hoard all of the nightlights, and that's <laughs> Cobra's plan to dominate. I wanted that G.I. Joe figure, the one who lights up at night. You just plug him in. I'm sure they could have worked. No, they don't have one. I'm oh, saying okay. they missed an oh. opportunity. Sure. Just plug in G.I. <laughs> Joe nightlight guy. He would, be, he would be really Cobra. bad at most things, though. I feel like he would be spotted immediately, yeah. first of all. Yeah, yeah. What's that over and the they distance? Would, they would still send him to spy missions. Like, yeah. Okay, it's going to be complete dark. <laughs> we need someone who can get uh, get through places uh, with, without uh, being seen. Nightlight, go. <laughs> On it. <laughs> Guys, there's a sniper. We have no idea where he's coming. Oh, there's that big light up in the tree there. <laughs> Just take down the tree. <laughs> So that that's the first episode of the Pyramid of Darkness saga. Oh, now, Gina, I have to ask you, did this episode pass the Bechdel test? It did not <laughs> pass the Bechdel test. It failed with flying colors. There were two ladies in the episode. That was Lady J and Scarlet. And they never interacted because one they, is on a space. One is separated by the troposphere, for God's sakes. <laughs> So, no, it was a big fail. Episode one, Bechdel test fail. (laughs) And that's going to end episode one of the Pyramid of Darkness. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you guys for being a part of all this. This Look at your dour faces right now. You look like your cat's been shot. Jesus, how many more episodes do we have to go through? Well, there's 85, Chan, Ah, of the original series, plus the 10 for the two movies. And then if we wanted to do the newer no, G.I. No, Joe stuff, no. oh, man, no. Chan, there's a lot of stuff we can go to. <laughs> that was officially the first full uh, G.I. Joe episode I've ever watched, I believe. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, how, I mean, like on a holistic emotional level, how did it treat you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I cried a little. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. When, when the f- fluffy cute <laughs> animals turned again. You really felt betrayed <laughs> yeah. by that. I don't know if I can get on board with a show. <laughs> that makes me feel for little characters. Have you watched Gremlins? <laughs> like, do you? Not yeah, but have they a still of- leave you. They still leave you the original. I see. They still leave you. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you'll be happy with the way it wraps up, though. Because I'll go ahead and give you a little spoiler ahead of time. They get cute again. <laughs> oh, oh, does she? Does I does just want the, she take one home? I'm, th- I home? assume. Yeah. I just want the original one. 
the original <laughs> cute one, then the rest can turn into monsters. Yeah, but then anytime you're watching a soccer game, someone blows a whistle, and all of a sudden it's a fire-breathing minotaur. Is I'm going to watch a, this cybernetic all it takes implants. Is a whistle? I'm going to watch this documentary nice. on trains. Oh, no. <laughs> My house is burned down. <laughs> I'm listening to some Spike Jones. They got a slide whistle. I, all of a sudden. Just, I assume wow. you train it like Deep the Hulk down. to eventually be able to control itself. <laughs> I know you Here's do. Here's my secret. I'm <laughs> angry all the time. Sippy <laughs> cuts the voice of the family. Well, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We got different contact information. You can reach the show, of course, at knowingishalfthepodcast.com, as well as email us at knowingishalfthepodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> IPPY. IPPY. M I S S I S S I P P Y. That's, yep, you failed that spelling test. I got the portmanteau. That's the important thing. And we'll be back with episode two of Pyramid of Darkness. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Yes. I had just finished the show, Chan. Yeah, well, and I guess I didn't. You also tried going back. You tried to end it twice, too, and that didn't work nope. out. So uh, here comes the third rebit. Yeah. Uh, the Science Jerks. Uh, go to that. That's a podcast oh, that yeah. I do. Uh, you should listen to that. Also. Well, gosh, why don't we go to RayBrentPodcast.com while we're going and listen to the Raisin Brent sports talk show that I'm on. You None can, of us are very good at, at We are bad at self-promotion. You can go to uh, my butthole since I don't have a podcast. What, what are, are you wait, are you frantically search this podcast for the my butthole podcast? <laughs> was this a message just for your boyfriend? Is that, <laughs> that was, Is that you signaling like, yeah, we can do it in the butt tonight. <laughs> uh, what you have a uh, uh, the mutiny has a oh, website. Oh, uh-huh, right? uh-huh. Or uh, would you like Twitter to talk about that? <laughs> I just give us the information for God's sake. You can go to my own personal website, which has videos I've done at GinaMIppolito.com because Gina Ippolito was taken already. That bitch. That, that is bitch. terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go flame their website. Yeah. Take yeah. it down. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good enough. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming, and we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my just, god. Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners.